Welcome to Terrible People, Terrible Podcast. Sketch comedy for jerks. You can see Terrible People live every third Saturday of the month at 11.30 p.m. at Improv Boston. Follow us on Twitter at Terrible Peeps or hit us up on Facebook. You're listening to Terrible People, Terrible Podcast. You don't need to say hi. I don't love you either. We've been uh, in the same room recording for an hour. Take the, take the mystery right out of it. Bag of dicks. Um, so um, one time I went speed dating and... Um, I was very nervous. It was a couple things. You bring your friend and someone else brings their friend. So there's always four of you at the table. And me and my uh, best friend at the time got super waste-faced beforehand because we were very nervous. And I was in Washington, D.C., where everyone is boring. And all they do is talk about their jobs. So by the time we switched for the third time, we had answered what we did for a living, like, you know, three times. And talked about that extensively, and we were very bored and drunk. So um, when we got the fourth couple we just straight up started lying but not like realistically like we said we were circus performers um my favorite that i used at bars frequently was um that i inseminated carnival ponies um because they have to be of a certain regulation height if you want children under the age of 10 to ride them so it is actually a very scientific process uh and i grew up in the circus so that's how i know how to do it and i would just i launch into this really long thing until and i won't stop until they believe me um, and I didn't, I didn't get any dates, but um, I think that's just mostly because I'm ugly. Well, <laughs> one time I went speed dating. Yeah. Yeah, me and this girl watched the movie Speed. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Haas, you want something to drink? Oh, I'm uh, waiting for someone, actually. I'm, I'm on a date. <laughs> nice, dude. You don't mind me asking, though. What happened to your wrist? Uh, uh it's... Uh, it's actually kind of embarrassing. Shoot, I get it, bro. I do. But honestly, this is the kind of information I need to know as your waitress. Uh, well, in that case, I was taking a shower and, you know, I was getting intimate with myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Continue. Well, when I was stepping out of the shower, I... Slipped on my load and I sprained both of my wrists trying to break the fall, okay? I, I don't know how to explain this to my date. Oh, shit. Well, you can't tell her you fell getting out of the shower. Then she'll know you were jerking your gherkin. You know what? Tell her you heard it doing something badass. I'm not a very good liar. You know, I tell you what. You start telling her a good story, and if it looks like you're struggling, I'll come over and help you out. How's that sound? You really don't I got have this. To... Hey, how we doing over here at Table 5? Everyone enjoying their motherfucking garden salads? Hey, how are you? I'm sorry I'm late. Did you have a good day? I, I know what you're really asking. You're wondering what happened to my wrists. Oh, gosh. I I didn't even need to know. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I was in a, a motorcycle accident. Oh, I didn't know you rode motorcycles. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot you don't know about me, so... Uh... <laughs> Here's a refill on that water, and if there's anything else you need... Wink, wink, just let me know. (laughs) I know how much pain you're in after that fight, sir. (laughs) What? Alphonse, that is medium rare! I thought you were in an accident. I was. Uh, The accident was because of a fight with a rival motorcycle gang. Uh Uh-huh. 
And what's the name of your biker gang? We're the Sons of Danarchists. Sounds a lot like Sons of Anarchy on <laughs> yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, based on it. The show is based on your gang, or your gang is based on the show? Uh, both. Uh, it's like a Mobius strip of chopper enthusiasts. Can we get some freaking bread over here? Oh, hello, hello again. Sorry about that, my dude. I was just telling everyone in the back how you killed that bear with your bare hands. <laughs> Fucking legend, this guy. <laughs> no, there's not a hair in the steak, Alphonse. I know you planted it. Shut your mouth. Fuck you. A bear? Did I not mention that the Sons of Anarchist Rival Gang is also made up of bears? And what is this bear gang's name? Uh, the Sons of Bear Narky. That also sounds a lot like Sons of Anarchy. You know, our similar sounding gang names was the source of a lot of the conflict that went on. You know, I think that I am just gonna go. No, 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 please don't. Okay, look, I. I know it's hard. To believe, but I, I promise that's that's the truth. Okay, the whole truth, nothing else. Sir, hello, me again, your waitress. Hillary Clinton just called and said your mill is on her after the injuries you suffered, going back in time and destroying baby Hitler. This is not my thing. I'm just gonna go. What? What does she love, Hitler? Uh, so, Steve, uh, this next sketch is actually based on a real thing. It's, it's a very stupid version of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I just wondering if you wanted to say anything about, you know, this cool movie you have coming out. Uh, do you want me to talk about my dick? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, check out the documentary Stumped. It's fucking heartwarming. And now we bring you back to the Marty Schmidt Show with your host, Marty Schmidt. Hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning back in. Today on the Marty Schmidt Show, we are talking to the recipients of organ donations, hearing their stories, and introducing them to the families of their donors. It promises to be powerful stuff, and we've already heard some very strong emotions. Our next guest is Frank Thomas and his girlfriend, Francine Walker. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having us, Marty. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, we are... We are so thrilled uh, to be able to share Frank's story and meet the family that made the ultimate sacrifice. Well, before we bring them in here so you can meet, Frank, why don't you tell us your story? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, a-, a few years ago, my buddies and I were up in Franconia Notch for 4th of July, you know, g- getting a little rowdy. <laughs> yes, good old American fun, eh? <laughs> a little too much fun, Marty. <laughs> She's not wrong. After after a few dozen brews and a couple shots of Dr. McGillicuddy's, we, we thought it'd be a super rad idea to tape bottle rockets to those balsa wood airplanes they sell at the general stores up there. You know what I mean, Marty? Those 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 planes? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, anyway, we, we'd light them up and toss them, and the rockets would shoot off, and, and they would explode up in the air. Sounds like a good time. Just really good American fun. Uh, oh, it, it, it was, Marty, and, and until it until it wasn't. Why don't you tell us what happened, Frank? Well, uh, you, you see, I... Uh, uh, Marty, one of the planes looped back on him, and he looped back in the worst possible way. Where did it land, Frank? It, uh, it, it landed right on my lap, M- Marty. And what happened when it exploded, Frank? It... It's okay. It's okay. It 
blew my pecker straight off, Marty. Listeners, it looped back and blew his penis off. Frank, was there anything left? It's okay, honey. You know, I've seen pictures, Marty, and it, it wasn't good. It looked like a bowl full of wet dog food down there. What happened next was a miracle of modern science. Why don't you tell us about it, Frank? Uh, yeah, well, so I, I get to the hospital, and, and they're telling me that there's nothing they can do, that I'll be peckerless as Donald Duck for the rest of my life. I, I, I was devastated. Well, thankfully, what happened next would change your life forever. Yeah, uh, a young doctor came in and, and told me a donor had been found, and, and I was to be the recipient of the first penis transplant in North America. But, but, but more importantly, that was when I met Francine here. Her support saved me. Marty. We saved each other, Marty. I had just suffered a personal tragedy of my own, and falling in love and helping Frank through his ordeal gave me a purpose for my life and a partner that I will have until I die. And how's it going now? <laughs> well, uh, last night I asked Francine to marry me, and she said yes. She said, yes! She said yes! Yeah, she said, said yes! yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, and we, uh, we christened my new... Member, you sure did. Uh, it was magical, Marty. <sighs> so romantic and yet so familiar. Like really? we had been intimate our whole lives. Oh my gosh! To make love again was—it was a blessing. It, it got a, it got a little wild. It oh, got, stop! It, it got crazy. <laughs> like we, whew, man. Oh, Frank. <laughs> we did everything. Oh no, but yes, he is correct. We did everything. I mean, we were so free. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to stop you two lovebirds right there. What an amazing story. Now, Frank, Francine, if you two are ready, we are going to bring in the family of the young man that paid the ultimate price so that Frank could be a full man again. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. We're ready. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's bring into the studio the parents of the young man. Mr. and Mrs. Walker, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, what? What? Um... Mom? D Dad? What? Francine? Honey, what are you doing here? I'm, I'm here to meet the parents of the person that donated to my new boyfriend. What are you doing here? Uh, we are here to meet the young man that got your brother's paint in it. Oh, my God. Oh, sh oh holy honey. shit. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, honey, oh, my God. Honey, I oh don't my God. like this. Wait, so you... Oh, I knew that penis felt familiar. We'll be right back. Yes, yeah, so, so, I mean, I like a nice swanky bar, but I live for dive bars. I really do. Yeah, we used to live back when I was doing a spell down in Quincy. It felt like prison, buddy. You ever been to Quincy? It's a goddamn nightmare down there. You never there. live in Quincy. You, you do Quincy yeah. for like a nickel. I, yeah, I existed in Quincy and barely made it out alive. Because the last night that we were there, we went to this dive bar right down the street, okay? And this is filled with some... Pretty rough and tumble guys. Definitely people that would look down on a guy who wears a cardigan as often as I do. <laughs> but, you know, we have a few $2 PBRs and we're feeling ourselves quite a bit. They have a jukebox there. And for whatever reason, they have the Nicki Minaj version of Anaconda on there. <laughs> the definitive version. We can argue about that later. <laughs> so, overly confident cardigan will decides to put on Nicki Minaj's Anaconda in a bar filled with, you know, maybe 15 to 20 desperately angry old men from Quincy. 
that song is so much longer than I remember. <laughs> and people are looking around, and I'm trying to stifle laughter, and I'm playing some pool. The song ends, what I can only imagine is about 11 and a half minutes later. <laughs> and a, a small group of the men corner me next to the pool table. They say, hey, you put that song on? And I, I said, yeah. And they just poked me in the chest and said, you're not allowed to do the music here anymore. <laughs> All right, last call, everyone. All right, this one's on me on this. The 10th anniversary of the Golden Growler. All right! I know, I know, I know. I just, I just want to take a second to, to thank my regulars. You know, you guys, you guys are my best customers. No. Best friends. Aww. No, I know, guy, but you, huh? you guys have helped make this place what it is today, all right? You're all the... The best. You're the best. <laughs> right back at you, Gary. This place has become such a permanent fixture in my life, I can't imagine living without it. To, to the, the growler! growler! Here, here, I remember when you opened this place, Gary. Hey, you, got, you guys remember that, everyone, huh? Yeah! Me and Melissa just, uh, you know, just moved in across the street at the Hawthorne. We're young newlyweds with a baby on the way, living at a hotel while we looked for steady work. And I remember she took one look at this place and she said, With your drinking... That place is going to be the end of it. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. Six months later, she moved back to Philly with our daughter. That was the last I ever seen of them. But heck, I've been, I've been single and carefree ever since. To the growler! Uh, Jesus, Harry, I never heard that. I'd... Hey, he's not the only one with a story about this place. We all have our golden growler tales. It was right here. I met Mike. Lady in Red was on the jukebox, and he walked up to me and said, this song must be about you, which was so dumb because I was wearing blue, but it didn't <laughs> matter. He was beautiful, and I fell in love hard. Um, Meg, is, isn't Mike the one who gave you hep C and stole your identity? Yeah, and to think if it weren't for this place... I could be living disease-free with my original identity. Uh, boring. Thanks, Greg. You're the best. To the Growler! Growler. Good God, Meg. I did not know that. Everybody, I've got some news. I've got some news. All right. I'm really yeah. excited to share. Tomorrow, I'll be able to be here full time. Because today, this guy got fired. All right! Way to go! Bert, Bert, seriously? Yeah. My boss got pretty sick of me coming back from my liquid lunches completely unfunctional. But now, no more boss, no more job, no more problems. Cheers to, to the, the growler! growler! Um, uh, guys? You know, I, I just can't pretend to celebrate anymore. I've been in a really terrible place with my drinking, and, and today it finally caught up with me. I've been drinking away my rent money for months, and, well, today my landlord evicted me. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. To make things worse, he, he took most of my things as compensation. I, I pawned the rest of my stuff for money for drinks here tonight. I don't even know where I'm going to go when I leave here tonight. Oh, my God, Frank. I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, hey, you can sleep on my couch as long as you'd like. You're mine, buddy. Anything to keep you from ending up in that alley out back? Wait a minute. There's an alley out back? Jackpot! Woo! Alley! 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 Thank you, 
just gonna close early tonight. Hi, Laura. Hey, Anthony. I have a story about a death in oh. the family. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when I was a kid, my great aunt was dying of uh, lung cancer. And we kept thinking that it was like really the end because everyone because she was talking and she'd just start trailing off. But then we realized my even younger sister, who was like three, was just like dancing around the room and she accidentally danced on the oxygen uh, tube <laughs> and had been standing on it. And then we pulled her off and she came back and was talking again. And then my sister was like dancing. We lost track of her again, and all of a sudden she was like rambling off again. We looked out, we're like, Julie, off the court again. <laughs> you, you grew up in a Three Stooges film? Yeah. <laughs> now, can any of you tell me what this patient is suffering from? Complete renal failure. Pulmonary embolism. Black lung. Trick question. You're all right. <sighs> Doctor, can I speak with you for a minute? Go ahead, students. I'll meet you in the next room. I just wanted to know how my father's doing. He's... No. What? Son. Dad, you're awake. Please, save your strength. No. No, son, this is important. I... I know I'm not long for this world. Don't say that. It's okay, James. My days are numbered. And rather than wait for death to come and find me, I'd... like to go out on my own terms. Only problem is I'm not strong enough to do it on my own, mentally or physically. What, what are you saying, Dad? I want you to pull the plug on me. Please, son, I need you to be stronger for me. Oh, oh my God. Are, are you sure this is what you want? Yes, please. I love you, son. I love you too, Dad. James, this was a huge mistake! Oh, oh my god! Okay. Plug it back okay. in! All right, all right. Plug it back I'm sorry. in! Oh my god. I'm not ready okay. to die! Okay, okay, okay! Oh my god! Oh, James! Oh, James, I'm so sorry! It's, no, it's, it's, it's okay. We, we all get scared in the face of death. It's, I won't chicken out this time. This, this time? What? Please! Please, son, you've already done it once. I, I just wasn't prepared. I... Won't make that mistake again. Oh, jeez. Okay. You, you sure? Yes. All right. I love you. L yeah. L I love you, too. Right. Oh. oh, it's it's much more peaceful this time. Oh, wow. Oh, my life is flashing before my eyes. So many memories. And yet... So many regrets. I still had so much I wanted to do, James. I never finished my novella. Oh, wait, okay. Oh God, what have Plug I done? What do you want me to Don't let me die. Okay, of failure, okay. Son. All right, all right. Sorry. Jesus. God, Dad. Oh, James. It is so hard to confront your own mortality. You're, so you're not a failure, Dad. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. I... I needed to hear that. With that, I think I'm now truly ready. Oh, God. No, I, I just... 
I, I don't think I can do it again. Please, I, son. I we can do it together. Okay. All right. Wh wh whatever you want, Dad. I okay. Ready? One, two, three. My life wasn't perfect, but damn, I'm proud of it. Bring it on, Death. Ha-ha! Oh, son, I'm... I'm starting to see the light. Rest sweetly. Oh, it's so beautiful. I wish you could see it. It's a beautiful red light. And the warmth, it's... It's almost hot. I miss you... Wait, what? Oh, hey, look. There's JFK. And... Hitler? <laughs> oh, God, son! Dad! I've what? made a horrible mistake! Oh, oh, God! Please don't send me to hell, son! Oh, okay, okay, save oh, me, James! Dad! Time of death, 4.35 p.m. No. Cause of death. Unknown. We need to prep the body for the autopsy. Students, go wait for me in the other room. I'll be in there soon. I know that losing a loved one is never easy, especially a parent, but rest assured... He's in a better place. Hey, what's this doing on plug? No, you motherfucker! So, John, it's uh, playoff season again. Mm hmm. Uh, have you ever been to a playoff game? Uh, I've been to college playoff games. That must before. be fun. Yeah, it. Everyone gets nuts, but no one gets drunk. I always got well. That's definitely not the experience if I had a playoff game. So I, I went to a Red Sox Yankees playoff game one time. Um, well, that's like the Civil War. Yeah, no, it was it was. So I went and I was like, I mean, I was a pretty big Red Sox fan, but you know, not crazy. And I sat next to these, these two like you know twenty five, twenty six year old dudes from Quincy or whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll buddy up with these guys. Hey, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, Red Sox. And they're they're crushing Coors Light two at a time. And one of them was constantly up getting more beer. And uh, a dad and his little kid uh, sat in front of us, both wearing Yankee hats. And the obviously it was like weekend dad, like in the suit and whatever. And these two dudes from Quincy, they start off real slow, like, ah, oh, Yankees suck. Yankees, Yankees suck. Gauging that response. Yeah, and the dad's like, oh, yeah, the, the playoffs, right? And the kid already looks nervous because like, the kid knew. By the seventh inning, fuck you, fuck your dad. Your kid's going to be fucking gay, kid. <laughs> the, guy, the, the security guard, who's probably 90 years old, comes up and he's like, boys, you're going to need to stop. And they're like, the guy goes, I am at a Red Sox fucking playoff game. If you touch me, I will end your life, old man. <laughs> and the security guard goes, you're on your own. <laughs> Let him play. <laughs> yeah, baby. Crush those bills. Let's go, Pat. Woo! Uh, is anybody sitting here? Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, we got one more coming. Wait, what? Who else is coming, man? You didn't invite the lady, did you? Dude, dude, you're not going to believe this, but my family sponsored a boy from some Slavic country back in the early 90s, a Christian Children's Fund or some shit. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got a call last week. Turns out it's him. He's alive, and he's in America. What? Yeah, so I invited him to come and watch the game with us. Turns out he's a big football fan. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, excuse me. Pardon me. Do you have... Perhaps to be Randy. Oh, shit. Bilko! Yes, it is me. It is Bilko. Amazing to meet you, bro. This is my buddy, Bobby. Oh, it's, it's very, very good to meet you, Bobby. Well, the game's almost <laughs> done. Have a seat. 
Hey, bartender, can we get uh, three Bud Lights? So, Bilko. Yes. Randy says you're a big football uh, fan. Yes. Uh, I didn't know they had football back in your home country. Uh, no, they don't. Uh, but I learned it from the aid workers that helped me, me and my brother Flasto, during my country's war. In fact, uh, my favorite team is playing today. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Best team in the world. Won many championships. Yeah. The, the Buffalo Bills. The fuck? When I was a boy, my country had a terrible civil war. But in 1990, my family was able to find refuge in a camp set up for children of this most terrible conflict. Oh shit, man, that sucks. Yes, it was a time of much hardship, but it was here that me and my brother Flasto found our salvation. The Northern Army was coming through the mountains chasing us. My brother and I, we made it to the camp just ahead of the troops with my mother. She was not so lucky. God, that's so awful. Jesus. When we entered the camp, we had no clothes but the rags on our back. But by the very grace of Almighty God, a large box had just arrived from your National League of Football. Father Joseph cut the box open, and inside I remember it to this day, white and crisp, bearing the name of the greatest team in the world. The 1990 Super Bowl champions, Zebabalobis! <laughs> I get it now. Yes, my brother and I stayed in this camp for three more years after this time. Every March, a box would come, and every year inside would be another shirt, bearing yet another triumphant Super Bowl championship for the greatest team in the world, Zebabalobis! <laughs> Look, dude, I hate no, to break... No. no, no, I'm sorry to interrupt you, my new friend, Bobby, but I must, uh, I must use the lavatory. But I am excited to discuss the Buffalo Bills. I shall return! Dude, Randy, I knew the NFL sent those Super Bowl loser shirts to poor-ass countries. Well, at least the Pats beat the Giants somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. But who could even possibly ever think that the Buffalo freaking Bills could win four straight Super Bowls? Someone who's never seen football before, man. Just leave him alone. We've got to tell him. It'll be hilarious. What? Are you crazy? It will crush him. Oh, I am back, my friend. <laughs> hey, dude, I got something hilarious I need to tell you. Oh, I'm sorry you. to interrupt you again, my good friend Bobby. Uh, I was just thinking, though, in the lavatory about my journey here to this day. How much I owe to the greatest team in the world. Zebabalobis! Yes, these shirts. These shirts of a champion. They were the only thing that kept my brother Flasto and I going. After the camp was destroyed, soldiers began to take everything of value. Everything we held dear. So I looked at my brother Flasto, and we both knew what we must do. What was that? We began to swallow our beloved championship shirts, and when, after swallowing three of these treasures no more could I fit, Flasto and I took turns, shoving up into each other's anuses the fourth and most important championship shirt of the greatest team in the world, Zebabalobils! No fucking way. Yes, the fucking way, Bobby. I'm so sorry. I mean, what happened to Flasto? Did he make it to America? Yeah, where's your brother? No, I'm afraid Flasto was felled by a sniper bullet as we attempted to sneak across no man's land. Goddamn Northern Army. As he lay there, blood pouring from his wounds, I removed my championship shirt and I knew that I must do the unthinkable and began to rip the shirt to create a crude tourniquet. But that... I remember as if it was yesterday. It was 
a moment I felt the hand of my brother Flasto on my arm, and I looked down at him with his last ounce of strength. He said, Brother, no, there is only one thing more important than my brother's life, and that is the four-time champions, the greatest team in the world, the Buffalo Bills! And then he died, but you know what? I made it to America thanks to America and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I'm so sorry, Bill Cuts. Ah, uh, yes, no problem. You don't have stories of my pain. I am in America now. The home to the greatest team in the world, the Buffalo Bills. And home to you, my new friend Bobby. And you had something you wish to tell me. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he didn't. No, no, it's cool, Randy. Look, Bilko, I... Yes. Just wanted to say how happy we are that oh, you're here you. now. Oh, thank you so much, Bobby. And uh, how much we admire your strength, oh, kid. Thank you, oh, thank you. yeah, for sure. Thank you, my new friend. No, no. My also, new brothers. Brothers? Brothers. brothers? As, your, as your brother, there's one more thing that I think we need to we need to tell you. Yes, what is it, my friend? My brother. There is no fucking way the Bills won those Super Bowls. They fucking suck, you idiot. Go Pat! Go no! see Terrible People live every third Saturday of the month at 11.30 p.m. at Improv Boston. Follow us on Twitter at Terrible Peeps or hit us up on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Terrible People, Terrible Podcast. Sketch comedy for jerks. <laughs>